episode number 36 of Nerd Pastiche. I am your co-host, Darian. And I'm your other co-host, Brittany. And for those of you who are returning to listen to us again, thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And for those of you who are here with us for the first time, we'll tell you a little bit about what we do. So we'll engage in a little bit of nonsense, you know, because why start on the rails when you can go completely off the rails to begin with? Seems legit, right? I mean, yeah, that's where we typically go. <laughs> that's where we, where our that's bread where is buttered. That's where we live. <laughs> that's right. That's where our bread is buttered. <laughs> Whatever kind of bread. Organic Organic butter. Mm, yum. Yes. <laughs> Isn't all butter organic? Well, theoretically. Well, see, the other problem with the word organic, it just it's just tossed around and just, you know, all happen, happenstance and just, that's not the right word, but who cares? I, I My head is pounding right now, but whatever. <laughs> it just gets tossed around like it's nothing. And you go into the store and you'll see something that says organic gummy bears. And you say to yourself, how is that possible? Mm, yes. What is an organic gummy bear? Well, I mean, they're all made from like, aren't they made from like the crap that's in like a horse's hoof or something? <laughs> I mean, that seems pretty organic. That's disgusting. Isn't that what gummies are made of? Like, isn't I, that what gelatin is? Oh, oh, okay. Anyway. You're so, welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Anyway, that's why I don't even eat, uh, eat, oh God. Anyway, we will engage in nonsense, as you clearly see. You know, people you're here, people using the wrong vocabulary words. We're talking about organic gummy bears. Yeah. But outside of that, we also, we like to talk about how it is we nerded throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Since the last time we spoke with one another, we like to give a recommendation for you fine folk, maybe to introduce you to something that maybe you never heard of before, never thought to even experience. And then we have a main event of the evening where we have a special segment. Sometimes Brittany and I come together for a common goal, which... Yeah, it's right. Rare. <laughs> right, exactly. That's just it. I mean, or you know, you know, I'll have something that's on my nerd heart, or Brittany might have something that's on her nerd heart. And I gotta that's be honest, true. Brittany, I am still reeling from last week because my God. Oh, I almost kicked Alex out of bed the other night because he was like, you know, I really didn't mind the fact that they made Rogue younger. They did that in one of the other series, and I was like, you can leave. <laughs> now i'm not gonna go that far to say that she should have been younger but that was just yeah that was bad but Brittany, right. i gotta be honest i was i was clutching my proverbial pearls the entire time i just yeah. <gasps> you had a lot of feelings you did a lot of venom and vitriol which i just i still don't understand <laughs> but it's still there doesn't matter if it's what what is what what do you say like what is known is what is understood is something I don't remember. It's oh, random. What, what's understood doesn't need to be said. There you go. <laughs> Various random colloquialism. Well, like you little know, turkey muffins. That's not a colloquial. That's a that's a real thing. That's a dish. Mm-hmm. And you gotta say little. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that people that listen to this, I know for a fact that at least 95% of the people that listen to this looked up little turkey muffins. I know well, they, they probably looked them up, but how many of them have ever heard of or eaten one before? Well, you know, aren't what? related then, to you. If you, if you, ha if you haven't eaten a turkey muffin, then guess what? You haven't lived life. This is okay. just the way it is. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you nerd this week? How did I nerd this week? Yes. How did you nerd this week? Well, you, please. And don't, 
don't do it. Don't bring it up. Don't bring up the Stardew Valley board game that I'm reading the rules book for and the rule book for right now. Yeah, you, yes. I mean, that, that is one thing that I'm nerding over like today. Yes, I know. That there's a Stardew Valley board game that has like we learned about it the day that it became available. I dreaded seeing this because I knew you would bring it up. Now I'm looking up the rule book for it and reading it and getting super hyped. What simultaneously? Mark, what Mark reads a rule book? Who does that? I love board games. <laughs> yeah, I I know you do, but is it are you jonesing for it that bad that you I have to am. read the rule book? I'm, I am jonesing for a good like I want to see. This is the thing about taking any sort of me- media from Thank one you. form to format to another. I'm always nervous about that transition because if something is really great in book form, it has the potential to be a really great film. But that doesn't always happen. We know this. Fair. That's fair. So in this case, this video game has the potential to be a really fun and interesting board game. But I don't know that it's going to (laughs) be. So I'm reading the rule book to find out (laughs) if I am going to pay the money for the board game. Sure. Of course you will. I mean, I I probably will. Let's let's face it. I, I will probably buy it just to have it in the collection. But it is... It actually looks from just a cursory glance before we started recording. Like it looks really like it's it's a co-op game, which I love co-op games. It looks really extensive. Like this is this is a good game for people to play for an extended period. Like this is this is a good like hour-long board game. And everything I'm seeing says it's one to four players. Which also just gets me really excited because that means that you can play it by yourself if you wanted to. So like if you can play it by yourself, playing it with two people, which is like my life trying to find decent two player board games like this is great. So I'm that is the big nerding for today alongside finding out that there's going to be a new book coming out via Dungeons and Dragons based on my favorite Dungeons and Dragons campaign, Ravenloft. So there's going to be a new like supplemental book to that campaign. And oh. I am Lay Excite. Okay, what's happening here? Lay Excite, what is going on? I don't know. I've been up. I can't even say I've been up for a while because you've been up longer because you are weird. <laughs> and I don't know. You probably need to recharge soon. Like your battery's <laughs> got to be dying. <laughs> I gotta give you that. I mean, is you're working from home, gift. so are you like just plugged into a wall all day? That is the best gift that you've ever sent me. <laughs> Which one? The uh, with uh, with what's his face from from Adventure Time changing his batteries. Oh, Bemo. Yes. yes, that is the best gift you've ever sent me. I I particularly love that moment. It's a great yeah. moment. Yes, it really was. It really yeah. was. But I yeah. assume that's what you do on a fairly regular basis. <laughs> yes, that's right. I, I just change batteries. I will pop, I will be like BMO and I will pop them out and fall down onto another that's fine. onto a fresh set. But that's you right. you have to perfectly place the other ones so that they will immediately fall directly back into the receptacle for your batteries. Like yes. it's 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 a well laid out plan. Don't worry, I have an emergency beacon that if I miss that, you know, my body will fall to the floor and it will press the button. Okay. 
That's good. That's good. That's right. You've thought you, this through. Well, you know, you don't have to get ready. If you stay ready. There we go. So on that note, yeah, I mean, like most of this week has just been like watching TV, like catching up on different shows, uh, playing some video games, because it's nice to actually kind of get back into that now that things have started to not really settle out, but settle out enough that I feel like a human being and, uh, you know, just catching up on some reading. Okay, okay. And, uh, the, the big like how I nerded right now is absolutely reading a rule book. Oh. <laughs> not a what story about, but a rule you? book well me i um you know a little bit of reading as well you know i stayed in the uh the comic in the comic genre nice since well i've told you before that i really don't follow a lot of the i guess the most up-to-date stuff anymore because it's just a sea of, of madness because mm. there's just so much now yeah but every once in a while when there's an event i'll dive into that so <clears throat> marvel is doing uh a ma- an event called the king in black so really what this is 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 that the symbiote go- symbiote god null is invading earth with his horde of dragons that are just just they're just ba- basically laying waste to the entire planet fine uh, it, it really is. Now, obviously, there's there's a whole backstory because there's the run, there's the uh, run of Venom that takes place that builds up to some of this, but yeah. which I haven't read. But if you want to just dive in right at the King in Black, you can. Um, there's a there's uh, several books before it that leads up to the events, obviously, and then there are lots. There's the mainline story, which is going to be, I believe, just five issues, and then there's the plethora of tie-ins associated with it so there's you know an issue with daredevil guardians of the galaxy the union you know black panther miles morales gwenham all these different people but in different groups but you know the valkyrie but the most important one that i discovered when i stumbled upon this you know who i'm talking about Brittany. you know what's my favorite thing in marvel Brittany? Did you find more Moonstone? No, she's not in it, but you're close. You're you're on the you're you're right there. <laughs> so there's a Thunderbolts <laughs> part gotcha. to this. So that was the part that I keyed in because I read those two first, and now I've kind of backtracked to read, you know, what else is going on. So that's the big thing I did. And you know, Thunder and all of its Thunderbolt goodness, it's you know, filled with filled with with a collection of uh, you know it's a motley crew as it always is <laughs> there's yeah. a person with just you know overwhelming sense of nobility there's reluctance there's lunacy there's a-holery it's just what the thunderbolts are yeah. um <laughs> so that fits yeah. your style oh absolutely there's only been two issues of it so um but i'm really excited for it you know it just it feels like the thunderbolts it's interesting because the kingpin is the leader. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So two of the members get killed right away. Also cool. Yeah. They were just fodder. And then red shirts. Pretty much. Yeah. And then Rhino, who was in the group, just leaves after the first issue. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so then they're really, they're down to four people. 
in in like the, first, in the middle of the first issue like oh this isn't going well so yeah so i i'm excited to see where they where it goes with them as well as the rest of the series because obviously if it's the symbiote god you know who's at the center of this story is guess who eddie brock that makes sense yeah, of course of course right so um, so yeah, that's, that's basically what I did. And I'm cheating a little bit because I've, I've done this for several weeks, but that's my recommendation. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you, if you like Venom in any shape, form or fashion, and you like yeah. sim- the symbiotes and you want to know, you know, the symbiote of all symbiote, you know, their God, you know, which is null, then I would strongly encourage you to read this. Even if cool. you just read the mainline issues, you should be fine. But if you want to truly get an understanding of the uh, the scope of what Null is capable of doing and the destruction and the havoc that he's wreaking across the Marvel Universe, you know, read some of the tie-ins or at least read the tie-in for somebody who's your favorite. I mean, that makes sense. That sounds fun. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. Cannot wait to see what these idiots do in the next issue (laughs) well you'll have to uh follow up on that next week oh yeah well they've already been through i don't think the next thunderbolt one comes out for a while but there's there's just there's stuff releasing every week because like i said it spans across the marvel universe so there's there's issues with like namor and interesting uh, yeah it's not yeah it's 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 a slew of people black cat all right Yep. Well, that's so a that's fun how... new one to kind of hop into. It's oh, still absolutely. fairly new. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Abs- well, I mean, it, 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 it's a lot. There's like 30-something issues. Well, it's better than, you know, like the entire Marvel backlog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with all of the, t- with all <laughs> of the, the tie-ins. Yeah, for sure. With all of the tie-ins and everything, it's, it's 30-something issues so far. And I think there's still two months left of this. Gotcha. <laughs> but hey. Here's to those if, if you want to just if you want to wait and hold out for an omnibus, you have at it. Well, very nice. Yeah. So what about you? What did your what is your society since I, you know, double bagged it there? With, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. So you kind of double okay, you doubled up on that one. Sure so did. uh my recommendation is a show that I started watching this past week. You would absolutely hate it, but I love it. It is called The Owl House. Have you heard of this? Of course you haven't. I don't know why I asked. So The Owl House is currently on Disney Plus. Of course it is. And it is, it's not by Alex Hirsch, but it's like, it was kind of backed by Alex Hirsch. So if you ever watch like Gravity Falls, that sort of like that show in particular, which I absolutely adored and uh, I mean, I can rewatch that show over and over again, and I will still find new things in the background and new hints every time. It's so good. But The Owl House is by another person. I should probably look up who it is. Dana Terrace is our showrunner for this one. I absolutely love it. It's a wonderful, like, coming of age story. Each episode's 20 minutes, 22 minutes. So it's a pretty quick, like, I think there's only like 19, 20 episodes. There's only one season out right now, but they're, I'm assuming they're going to do a season two. But the lore, as I like to say, and everything is there and it is deep. And you start seeing like little bits of it as the story continues to evolve. 
And each of the little characters is so well-developed and interesting. It doesn't fall into the same normal plot holes that you can find of just like these tropey coming of age stories. And the humor in it is so oddball and dry. It is right up my alley. There's witches involved. So my sweet baby girl loves it as well. And I mean, like the the little dog thing. I don't know if you're looking it up right now. I am. Yeah. So the little dog thing, his name is King and he is the king of all demons, <laughs> um, which is quite lovely. And the main character, Luz, she stumbles into basically into another dimension that is connected to our world. And this witch, Ida, she sells like part of one of the things that she does, because she's she's got a lot of different things going on with her. But one of the things she does is sell human things like they're the oddities or whatever. So she basically is like looking at all of these human things and trying to sell them. And Luz comes over and is like, uh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like shows her how to use certain things. and. <laughs> The very first episode, they go to basically try to find King's crown that has been stolen. And when we see it, finally, it's just a Burger King crown. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's just things like that. That's just so funny. And the whole point of it is Luz was supposed to be going to a summer camp to help her basically fit in with more people. It was oh like my. camp color inside the lines or some some stupid shit like that <laughs> because she's very different. She's very strange and people don't get along well with her because she's different. So when she's supposed to be going to summer camp and then instead winds up here, she decides that this is going to be her summer camp is living in this like dimension, this world that's like attached to our world through this portal and uh, basically learn how to become a witch over the summer. And it's very, very cute. Okay. All right. Highly well, suggest. Okay. Well, yeah, of course, because, you know, it's the house of the mouse. So the house of the mouse rules everything. That's true. That's right. Feed the machine, Brittany. Feed yeah, the machine. Yeah, I know. I know. It's true. <laughs> but I will say this. I love a good strong female protagonist and i love all of the different characters in this story like there isn't a single character that i've met so far that i haven't been able to like fall in love with in some way shape or form also her house talks like it's the it's the owl house (laughs) that they live in and it's like a living house and there is an owl that is on the front of the house his name is hootie he has the most annoying voice and it's lovely. It's just great. It's all around great. You want something light, fluffy, adorable, but still has some kind of darkness to it with some good wit and humor. Absolutely check it out. Now, is this, did they, is this a, uh, was this a binge dump by Disney or mm. did they release one a week or what have you? I honestly don't know okay because you said you just stumbled Um, upon it right yeah it was it was released in last year my my sister and um her wife actually were telling us about it probably six months ago we were like okay we'll get around to it we'll get around to it we'll get around to it obviously never got around to it and then this weekend they were over and alex and i were running around doing something or other so they were trying to entertain mo and uh put this up on the screen (laughs) 
Well done. Well played. <laughs> and then we all found ourselves watching it for about four hours straight. Oh, geez. It's very good. Okay. All right. So the Owl House, not to be confused with the Owl from that Ladybug show. No, no, that's the Dark Owl. <laughs> yes, that's I'm different. sorry. Yes. <laughs> I am the Owl. You know, they made a movie about them. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, they made a movie. It's on It's on Disney Plus as well. Oh, jeez. They come well, to America, <laughs> and then they fight with other American superheroes. Apparently, there's this whole, like, universe of superheroes that is within, like, their, like, the, the art studios that made them, Zang Studios or whatever. There's, like, the Zangoverse. You know, it's I gotta say something here, and this is going to be controversial, or maybe not. As much as I you know, enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is both, it is one of the best things that has happened in the film, in, in entertainment, and it is one of the worst things that has happened. Yeah, because now everyone thinks they can do it. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks they have to have a damn universe. Yeah. You know, it's it's infuriating and it's aggravating. It is, I'm not just blasting that show. It has nothing to, even before that, you even told me that. It's just like, what, why? Just Oh no, it's real. That's very yeah, real. Just stop it. This, this this thing was it, that was what twelve years of the making eleven years of the making strategically planned and then you just want to have have like hey let's just fake on your universe and it'll be great sure yes. sorry right. excuse me apologize for the random tirade no you're fine that was a mini tirade anyway it wasn't as bad as usual <laughs> well you're one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and on that, is, that note, <laughs> you will be talking for the foreseeable future. Oh, geez. Okay. So say we all. Ha ha. Uh, sure you, don't, you don't get that yet. That's all right. So, Brittany, are you ready? Uh, I am not, actually. <laughs> no, you're not. This is going to be really fascinating. So I have crafted a segment that is dear to my heart or what where a heart should be. And it is entitled convert now or fall forever. Yes. Now, I got this from randomly from Chronicles of Riddick. That's the quote. That's where that comes from. Convert now or fall forever. Okay. Anyway, I won't bore you with the synopsis of Chronicles of Riddick because I know you don't care. So the bottom line with convert now or fall forever, what it's designed to do is, is it, it is designed for the purpose of trying to convince, in this case, you to drink the proverbial Kool-Aid regarding something that I deem to be masterful. You know, trying to at least, if not convert you to pique your curiosity. You know, that that I think that's a reasonable floor. I mean, yes. Or that, why is there a question mark there? What's happening there? Okay, so to be to be totally fair at the very beginning of this, <laughs> I have not watched. I know. I have not watched. I know. Now, with that said, it's not because I'm not interested. Okay. It said it's so long. Okay. Now, first and foremost, before we even dive in and I reveal what it is, it is not long, Brittany. It is four seasons. That is not long. Yeah, but how long are each season? Like how many episodes are in each season? the, The whole series is less than 100 episodes, Brittany. Less than 100 episodes. Yes, Less than 100 episodes. How long is each episode? About 42, 43 minutes. 
This coming from somebody that just watched The Owl for four hours, or whatever it is, The Mighty Owl. The Owl House. Sorry, The Owl House, excuse me. You just watched four hours of The Owl House, okay? That is practically a quarter. Oh, and I'm sorry, the first season was only 13 episodes. Well, so it's is, not, this, is this something that my daughter's going to enjoy watching? Well, if do you want a strong female protagonist or several? Is this going to be scary for my daughter to watch? It's not scary. The clip you sent me was, it literally had a line talking about how it's based, like visually based more in like a horror world. Okay, that is because of the, oh, that was the second video, right? That's uh-huh. because of the, con. that's because of the environment that's associated with you. You're in, you're, you're in deep space and you're alone and you're, I'm, you're isolated. That That is a scary thing. Okay. That's psychological horror. Okay. But again, that this the show might be a bit too complex for, for that <laughs> for, for a young person. A yeah, child. like that's the point though. Like I can binge through shows that are things that you know. Look, Brittany, I am trying to enrich a your child life here. can watch. <laughs> I am trying to enrich your life here. Okay, it's that true. Is why we, it's true. I, I appreciate your attempt. St- I'm trying to stoke the flame to the point where it's like, or excuse me, stoke those numbers to the point where it's like, oh my God, I I, I can't, I, sh- I I can't wait any longer. I have to start this. All right. So what I'm here with me? the beats and the bears. Can you give me the Battlestar Galactica? First of all, Brittany, I knew you would go there. Yeah, and no, the only bears here are going to be the composer. Okay. And the only beats should be the beats in which they needed in order to craft the notes to enter the coordinates so they could reach the promised land, Brittany. Those are the bears and the beats that would be spoken of from here on out. You've thought about this. You will not slander this, Brittany. You knew it was coming and you've just yeah, kept yourself for like what bears and beats you could fit into this conversation. You're damn right I did. Because you know what you saying bears and beats, you know what, Brittany? That's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's true. From what else? Fruit. What other kinds of fruit do I eat? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because of your stature, the low-hanging fruit is the I'm only fruit short. That, you can, that you can get. Yes, very good. So anyway, yes. Is it's Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the 2004 Battlestar Galactica, the, the reimagining, not the OG 1978 Battlestar Galactica, which was, I was good in its own right. I was wondering about that. I was what? wondering about that because whenever you were like, "Watch these," and then I just started looking things up, I was like, "Wait, which one are we talking about?" <laughs> yes, the 04 one, not the the 1978 one. The which I started off one. You, you're you're damn right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. You could, I'm a I'm a fanboy for her. So. Oh, we okay. know. We know. She didn't make your nerd crush list, but we know. Oh, I mean, what? I mean, she's Bo-Katan too. I mean, what am I? What are you supposed to do there? Well, she did. You didn't put her on the list. I know, but she's a she's this is Starbuck. Anyway, okay. That's not why we're here. <laughs> well, it is why we're here. So anyway, Brittany, do you like? Do you fancy science fiction? Um, sometimes. What is your What's your favorite science fiction? If you had to, if you were forced to pick something. Ugh, probably Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. So see the gates and that's why. I mean, I, again, it's another low hanging fruit moment, but yeah, probably. But it's okay. Um, Star Wars that. is the gateway drug. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I did watch a lot of, oh God, what was it called? Stargate when I was younger. Ah, very good. Yes. Watched a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some Star Trek as well. That's dabbled right. in Star Trek. All right, very good. So, see, you're you're you know about you know you know you know 
alien species and well there are none of there's not in here but you know it's you know ships and i mean i prefer like a high fantasy to a sci-fi but yeah i have dabbled in the sci-fi realms i understand the trope well first of all battlestar galactica it is trope is a shameful thing because it is nowhere near tropey if you ask me for Brittany. Are you familiar? So I sent you two clips to try mm-hmm. to give you a, a somewhat of a summary. It, well, one was a summary of the entire series, and then one was a, a little bit more of a more of a one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. I probably should have switched those, but whatever. I found what I found when I found it. So you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you have an understanding of the premise of, of Battlestar Galactica? Yes, people made AI. AI got smart. AI start war and everybody dies. The people no, that not survive leave because usually it's like nuclear warfare. So then they leave and try to start a new civilization where then they create more AI that get smart and then they fight and then the cycle goes on. There you go. There's okay. some religion in there somewhere. Okay, so that There's is a that lot is, of religion in there, apparently. <laughs> so that is definitely the layperson's <laughs> quick description. I don't know, like robots were. It's it's like you know any other no like iRobot. Like it's we're not talking, no, what really. we're talking about here. And We've see, got that's, people creating robots, robots getting smarter than the people fighting ensues, and then whoever's left to pick up the pieces leaves and starts over eventually makes more robots that are too smart and then more fighting. Like it's, it's your basic sci-fi. No, no. See, and that's why I had to bring this up to you because see, this is that type of notion, that type of statement. That's what make pe- that that's what makes people not want to bother with this. Well, isn't it, that it is, like what Terminator is? Terminator is a, just a whole cluster F as it pertains to time travel and all that other type of stuff. We ain't talking about no Terminator here. Okay. Well, I'm not talking about like Terminator 2 and uh, and beyond. I'm talking about like the first one. The whole point is that they were making like AI that was too smart. But you see, and again, this is why we're having this conversation, because this is why I'm trying to sway you off. Like, oh, it's just like any other sci-fi. Who cares? No, Brittany. Oh, I'm not saying who cares. I'm just saying, like, I get the trope. (sighs) This is going to be a long episode. Well, hopefully not too long. You've been out for a very long period of time. <laughs> In almost 24 hours, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so yeah. I mean, the series, it's in a nutshell. It follows a human battleship, the Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got that. And into deep. Okay, very good. I'm glad you've pieced together that the ship is named Galactica. Very good. Yes. So it is <laughs> they go into deep space, as you said, after there was an effort for the human human civilization to be wiped out by their own AI that they created known as the Cylons, mm-hmm. right? Who look like people. Yes. Okay. They look like people, smell like people, talk like people. Feel like people. They are people, but they're not people because they are robot. Then we're going to get there. And so what ends up happening is in the entire human civilization, which is encompassed in 12 colonies, only 50,000 people are left in the entire human civilization. And these 50,000 people are now, again, escaping the Cylon attack, and they are trying to find a new home, a new civilization. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. So 
the reason why I like the show, yes, there is the, the foundational pieces of things that you see across lots of different science fiction, right? Like you said, you know, with with the artificial intelligence, you know, crafted man crafting machine in order to make their lives easier. And then ultimately the machine becomes smarter than man and all this other type of stuff. And then the machine overthrows man and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a that's a piece of it, right? But the reason why I love this show so much is because it's there's there's character depth. There are a variety of characters. There's robot depth. That well, I <laughs> You're getting back at me from poking fun at, <laughs> with, with Anna Packman last week. Only right? a little. <laughs> because I was, are you angry that I brought up her, her awards? No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, and the reason I like this show so much, though, in all seriousness, is because of the the litany of ideas and, and, and concepts associated with it. You know, there's, you know, religion, obviously, like you were saying, right? Con- religion, philosophy, the concept of free will versus destiny, you know, mm-hmm. you know, um, divine intervention, zealotry, rattle okay. faith, you know, I love self-actualization, like, evolution, you know that I love um, a survival of the fittest. What'd you say? You know, I love a zealot. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Inevi- inevitability, yeah. reincarnation, the afterlife, misguided faith, altruism, all, you know, uh, being a prisoner of war, a big, another big one. How humanity. to play a good game of guess who? <laughs> and a pack one. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Anyway, humanity, humanity versus, in, versus, versus what's inhumane. Uh-huh. So that what qualifies as being human. So that's a really big thing in this, in this show, because what you come to find is, is that, there are some humans that are more that are you know less human than the machines. Yeah. Right. So that's really a big thing, right? Unethical experimentation, the notion of being a collectivist versus versus being an individualist. In the in one of my personal favorites when it, when it comes to post apocalyptic types of stuff, the inevitability of character flaws rearing their ugly head, mm. even in the most dire of times. We love it. And then the other big one that's important in this, right? So you talk about that idea of artificial intelligence and man creating it, but what's the problem with man or a human? Man is flawed. Man is flawed. So what does it mean when a flawed being creates something? There's the potential that's what? That what? It's going to be flawed. Well, yeah. Right? So that plays a role too, because just because these, the Cylons are, you know, quote unquote machines, if you, as you go further along in the show, and especially as you look at some of the um, uh, the motivations associated with them, especially one of the Cylons in particular, he is he is massively flawed. A machine that's flawed. That <laughs> was that a question emotes. that I had. Where it's like usually when you see copies of copies of copies, there's some degradation of those copies that occurs. Right, right, and and that's the whole deal, right? And that's the, one of the big things of the show, and, and why the Cylons are able to to you know maintain their their ranks and and live forever is because they have this thing called a resurrection ship. As long as they have the resurrection ship, if they get killed, they can re-download their consciousness into a new body. Mm. Right. So they can basically live forever. Now, the problem is, is that there's it's not like there's a hive mind type of mentality. But when you're copies, you're like you're saying, the notion of degradation you know, kind of fits here because 
there's uniformity, right? There's, there's, there's no individuality. Yeah. But one of the things that you find is, is that in, in the show, like there, there are three, well, there are several different models, but the main ones that have multiple copies and tons of copies that are characters in the show, there's um, Caprica six, then there's, yeah, that's the the Cylon that is like screwing the scientist or whatever, but no one knows, no one like ever sees it, but the scientist. The guy is Baltar, that's right. Yeah, that one. That's right. Yeah. So there's Caprica Six, who's different than all of her other, all of her other copies. And then there's another one. I, I think it was in that video where they talked about Sharon Valeri. You I don't I don't remember people's names. I know you don't. It's okay. There's another, <laughs> there's another one called, um, she's called Athena or ends what? up being called Athena. And she differs from her copies as well. Because what you find is, is that they, these two in particular, they fall in love. Wow. And what they're trying to, what the Cylons were trying to do, part of the whole story was the Cylons, they, they feel they can essentially emote, they feel pain, they feel hunger, all but this other type reproduce? of stuff. Because they, there, yeah, ha, ha, ha. There you go. They want to try Do to they reproduce. Bone. <laughs> they want to try to reproduce in a way other than being able to just download. Gotcha. That's because all of the things that they're doing is in association with trying to live in the way of God. Because the difference between the humans and the Cylons is that the humans believe in multiple gods, 12 colonies, whereas mm-hmm. the Cylons believe in one true God. Gotcha. So it's really, I mean, those are some of just like the basic kind of concepts that I find that it just, the, 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 that's why I'm saying the show is just so insane with the amount of depth that, that is involved. You know, then there's, they talk, tackle all types of stuff. You know, like I said, depression, PTSD in, in an episode, there's all types of stuff, all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it's, it's not your cookie cutter science fiction type of show. Now, let well, it me sounds ask. Like it's got a lot of like suspense built in too. Oh, absolutely. I even mean, you're stuck on a sun- ship the entire time. I mean, oh, even in Star Trek, you got to leave the ship from time to time. And they do get to leave the ship at various points, but not for long. There's actually one part of the story where they find a quote unquote, find a new place to settle. But unfortunately, the Cylons find them. And then the Cylons take over because they want to try to, quote unquote, make things right by living in peace together, even though they are ruling over them and they got them in in prison camps and they got this secret police that, you know, takes prison people camps away. Don't usually mean peace. Like, no, they do not. Things that don't work well together. They do not. They do not. That's because they're 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 thinking their logic is flawed, clearly. Right. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this. So I sent you those two videos. So let me ask you. What stuck out to you that you just that leaves you either say, oh, that's interesting or maybe that what the hell is this? Well, a couple of things. First thing that stuck out to me that like sticks in my brain right now is the first clip you sent. There was this image of the five main Cylons or whatever. The final five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they were, it was just like these glowing silhouettes. And I was like, well, this is just strange. Okay. That has nothing to do likely with the actual show, but like that, that image has stuck with me. This, there was a whole lot of information about this Cavill fella. That's the main person I was talking about, about being flawed. The the Cylon about being flawed. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like he wants to have people like the Cylons live as people for a while or something. That was the final five. And not realize that they're not 
people. My big question, mm-hmm. we we have these like pictorial versions, kind of like you see the evolution of man. We know that that image of like the ape moving, like slowly becoming slightly upright. more upright. Like we see that and we can kind of understand the middle points between each of these images. I want to understand... What was the middle evolution between like full metal robot and then like full human being? Like, was there a robot that was like half skinned? Like (laughs) what, how does, how does one shift? I mean, the consciousness makes sense. We've all seen vision. So like, I get that, like that. I understand the learning computer learning and becoming sentient and making its own decisions and having Mm -hmm. questions of free will and all that, that, that like I'm on board with my question is, were they made to look that way? Were they made to look like humans? Well, once they, once they, people were making more of them or whatever, but like, how, how do you go from all metal to, to, to skin? Who well, if, skinned a person and put slapped it on the metal? Well, if again, my it's because there's so many details and it's been it's been a while since I've done a full rewatch, so it's it's my, my details might be a little bit fuzzy, but it's if I remember correctly, it's tied with their belief system. So part of the like, there's one like uh, early on in the first season, there's one episode where uh, Leoben is talking to Starbuck and Leoben and Starbuck have this, this interesting relationship, but I'll, I'll get, that's the whole topic for another day. But Leoben talks, he, he is probably, he's extremely the most uh, devout of the Cylons and the most um, not blind faith isn't the right word, but that's what it is. I mean, when you talk about the idea and the notion of faith and what it's supposed to be and, you know, kind of not like not questioning and just, you know, kind of letting things be and just, you know, the word that you believe in and allowing that to just um, direct your life and, and being comfortable with that, being comfortable with that unknown. Right. And he okay. talks about how the, you know, Cylons started to, you know, change in terms of being able to feel and, 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 and feel pain and, and understand hunger and all these different types of things because they wanted to understand more of what it was like to be human because they believed that that would get them closer to God. Okay, but who slapped the skin on a metal robot? Well, who, who else? It was them. It's so weird. Right. So again, you where see... did it come from? Oh my! <laughs> did they take it off of a person? Well, but, but, but like my it's, brain it's... is having issues with that portion. It's, it's, all it is is synthetic. Did, did you ever see? It's like um, I'm 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 taking it to a whole other sci-fi series. It's like um. It's like in, in Terminator Sericana Chronicles where, you know, the, 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 the Terminator, you know, has this the exoskeleton and then he has to find he has to go on this mission to find a scientist that can craft, you know, skin. So you can make it from scratch from a scientific perspective. It's so gross. Say it <laughs> Brittany, it's science. Let this happen. Gross. Science is gross. <laughs> but again, my, my details might be fuzzy in terms of all of the, the intricacies of that. But I mean, that it's 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 tied into, you know, their belief system and or what they think is their belief system. And, you know, just put, getting some skin together. That's nothing. So is that's, this is this basically just a giant metaphor of like why we shouldn't trust monotheistic religions? I mean, here's the deal. Right. With 
this kind of show, a lot of it is you you can take from it what you want. That's why I think it's so that's why I think it's so powerful. And that's why I think it's so it's so it's so longstanding and why I think it sticks with people or at least, at least the people that really like the show. It, it, it makes you question a lot of things. Right. I mean, that's what that's why I tossed in the notion of just philosophy in general, because what is philosophy but asking tons and tons of questions? That's true. Right. Because, oh, man, I forgot what the quote was, but um, something about when man knows the answer, then something, then then what happens or something like that. I, I Again, I've, I've been up for almost 24 hours. Sounds like hours. a great quote. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And of course, <laughs> I'll figure it out and it'll it'll click when we're done with this show. But whatever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, when I finally read, when I finally change my batteries. But... <laughs> But the Cavill character that you brought up, now the the irony there is, is that you know he masked himself. Did you see the outfit he was wearing? Yeah. <laughs> He's, yes, they're good priest. I was very confused. Yeah, yeah, just a hint of irony there. Yeah. But you saw how angry he was because the fact that he was confined to this this limit limited body because he he gives this speech in i think the last season where he talks about wanting to be able to you know experience the universe for all that it has to offer but he he's limited because of this body and the eyes and the nose and the ears he doesn't get to fully understand and 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 and, and he's be washed by over his human body yes Yes, only and so for, much we can we our bodies can understand or intake. There's only so many like uh, stimulus we can intake. Exactly, and and that's why they like the, the when it comes to the final five. That's why the the other Cylons they never really brought the final five up because one of the things that was discussed is is that to look into their eyes or to see them is to is basically to know madness. Right. And you look across, you know, religion and, you know, how it's depicted in television and film. That's something that comes up all the time. Right. That's like um, Raiders of the Lost Ark when, you know, it's like you don't look. Don't right? look at it. You're right. Don't look at it. Right. So and there's actually a scene in one of the characters, one of the Cylons, Lucy Lawless is actually in the show. And she that's her that becomes her goal is to find out who the final five are. And she ultimately does. And then what happens is, is that because of that, Cavill boxes her, boxes her model. So there can never be any more Deanna's. That's her her name in the show. Oh. Lucy Lawless's name in the show. Because he wants to keep that lock and key. So you see how for being a machine and supposed to be quote unquote logical, you see the flaws in Cavill. Yes, hiding, absolutely. Hiding things from his brothers and sisters you know, boxing a model, you know, cursing the final five, all this type of, all this type of stuff, specifically Helen Ty, who's one of the final five, one of the final five. Well, he seems like he's got this Adam complex. (laughs) So, I mean, which fits into the whole like constant religion thing that's going on in it. But like, it's, it's absolutely an Adam complex. Mm -hmm. Like he knows that he's like, it's, it's a, it's an, an, a fully a full understanding that he is the most important tempered with the fact that he is also the most flawed because he is the first he is very flawed so like you it's that whole idea of like the more you do it the more practice you get the better it's going to be and he's like the first one mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of that there's also like 
just the knowing what he could have been, but also knowing that he is made in this God's image. But like, what is the God? What what does the God look like? Is the God legitimately like this measly little wimpy human? Like, how does it? Yeah. And see, and that's the other thing about this whole thing. The fact that Cavill specifically mm-hmm. is you see the damage that can be caused with weaponizing religion. Oh, well, yeah. Right. I mean, and that's seeing that in your general stuff is like pretty normal. Right. Right. And and, and I think the whole idea of seeing, you know, nuclear war, you know, or nuking a planet and wiping out a civilization. It's not like that hasn't been done in in, in history as a result of religion, but it just that showing it with that type of of uh, that type of scale. Right. To the point where people have to abandon a whole plant, in this case, planet. Where, you know, obviously in, in history, you know, land, whatever the case may be, but it just shows what it can look like on just such a massive scale. And it's, in my opinion, it's, it's really powerful because I always am interested in that whole idea and that notion to see throughout history how religion has been weaponized because yeah. it it's 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 maddening when you think about the idea of, of self-actualization and thinking of something larger than yourself and that people who are spiritual or religious were all trying to do that. <laughs> I mean, no that matter, was the goal. Right. No matter. It very much what, like the goal of creating these AI was not to be overthrown by them. Right. Here we are. The goal of religion is to bring peace and harmony and usually involves the exact opposite whenever you get multiple people with different religions. Right. And then that's the other thing. The the, the 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 common bond of religion or spirituality is is again some something higher something greater than yourself and being connected to it and you see how the the fallacies and the flaws of man can or turn that into something exact exactly <laughs> exactly and that's why I said I love this show because it just makes you it, it makes you think about all of these different types of things. The idea again of being an individualist versus a collectivist, right? Yeah. You know, is it all for one or is it, you know, is there's no I in team, but there's an M and an E. Yeah. And how do certain people move beyond their own individualism and their own selfish needs? Like Gaius Baltar, that's the, you know, the scientist that you were talking about. One of the best characters in the show, scientist, played a role in causing the downfall of man, essentially gets put on trial, gets acquitted, you know, has this, this enlightenment when he's almost killed, then he becomes this kind of cult leader. Lovely. Uh, And then he plays a role in getting them to their final destination, even though that's an oxymoron saying final destination, but you know what I mean? (laughs) He, he plays a role in getting them there and he ultimately gets to a space where he does something for the greater good and not just for his own self-preservation, which he is just infamous for from, from start damn okay. near to the end. Cool. And you talk about, you know, your, your strong female protagonist, right? You've got the president, Laura Roslin, who is the reluctant leader, you know, because she got thrust into being the president of the colonies because everybody got wiped out and she was the basically the highest ranking person left and went well shit <laughs> yeah 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 i was like well uh, okay and she becomes like she essentially i think the the, the video talked about her being kind of like a moses type figure mm-hmm. because she but she's a it's, she ends up being you know coming down with a sickness with cancer and she 
she's she's dying, but she's still trying to lead these people to 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 salvation. To the promised land. To the promised land. Yeah, she she has cancer, takes on this be, being the president of the colonies, and has the entire human civilization on her back. Yeah. And you got Kara Thrace, my girl, Katie Sackhoff, Starbuck. She's the hot shot, the makes makes it up as she goes, the screw up pilot. And she is basically becomes, she basically is, uh, she also plays a significant role in getting them to Earth or, you know, I'm sorry. New Earth. Not Earth because Earth, yeah, New Earth, right. So um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Talked about Caprica Six and then the other person that I think you would actually be, you know what, this character, you would, you would, you would get tired of him and you would be annoyed with him really quickly. <laughs> That's why he stuck out to me. And his name is, is Hilo or Carl Agathon. So he is the husband of Athena, who is okay. boom, who's uh who's Sharon, who is a Cylon, but she's the Cylon that breaks away from the other Cylons because this is what happens with her. I'll tell you this real quick. So the Cylons basically, again, they're trying to find a new way to propagate their species right through through actual intercourse and, yes. and actual birth. So they basically set it up where they create a scenario where they want to have Hilo fall in love with Sharon. Okay. This is before he knows she's a he doesn't know she's a Cylon. Okay. So of course they, you know, fall in love. She gets pregnant. And that is supposed to be the key to salvation for the Cylons. Okay. And what ends up happening is, is that she's supposed to be the, she's called, uh, at the end of the show, they call her, she's called mitochondrial Eve. So she's supposed to be like the beginning of a new era in humanity, civilization. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's an interesting piece. But Agathon, the reason I'm bringing him up is, is because he's the person who always does what is morally right. Even oh, if God, it's he's a Boy Scout. <laughs> That's why I brought him up. He's oh. always going to do what is morally right, even, at the, worst. even at the risk, uh, even at potentially putting others in danger. He's yeah, always no. about what's right. Lawful good. Yes, yes, the morally, what's morally right versus what's lawfully right. So sometimes he won't follow procedures. Sometimes, like, there's this whole thing. And then this, there's this whole deal about ethics, right? Because Sharon has the baby. And then what they do is, is that they tell her that the baby died. But they end up taking the baby from Sharon and hide it on the fleet. Because their concern is, is that if the Cylons want that child, then it's a danger to everybody. So they tell her that her baby died. So later on in the series, when she actually finally finds out that her baby is alive, she kills herself so she can reach, so she can download onto a resurrection ship so she can get to her child. Hmm. I mean, as a mom, I get it. Yeah. I would have done that too. Yep. And Hilo let her do it. Well, sounds like Hilo's kind of the worst. So maybe she got (laughs) the best deal here. Uh, she gets her baby uh, back. She doesn't have to deal with him. Well, no, they stay. They stay together. Oh, well, fine. Yeah, they love each other. Well, not all of us have can win every time. <laughs> <laughs> now here I am championing you know the romance of the damn show. He's like, oh, it's fine. Maybe I'd get into it. I don't know, but from like an outside viewer right now, with what the information is that I have, eh. 
Oh. I am intrigued by the fact that she was able, especially if she is the AI here. Yeah. That she was able to grow a child through the various stages of gestation. But it had to be, there had to be emotion associated with it between both, quote, between both people. Otherwise, it wasn't going to work. So she wouldn't grow a womb unless there was, unless she loved to someone. And vice versa. Yeah. Weird. Because there's, there's, yeah, I mean, but that's like, that's, that's their programming. Hmm. Or I guess what kind of became their programming, you know? So again, but I mean, if you think about it from a scientist's perspective, that is grossly unethical, <laughs> right? Because yes. you can't, you can't do that. So, yes, it but, is. but, but you see how the machines doing that, you see how misguided that that is, right? Because no one they, talked that, to the IRB board before they did this experiment. But they, but they don't care, you know, but it, because, because why? Because it's in the name of what? The one true God. Oh, I you thought see, you were going to say science. But. No, well, no, in the name of the one true God. So you see why it, it's, it's, and that's why I, the, the show is just so wild to me because there's so many twists and turns. And there's so many, there's so much symbolism. There's so many messages. There's so many concepts. And it just, I, I never get tired of it. I mean, I can watch it. If you sat here and told me that you can only watch one television show for the rest of your life live action what it would be this is what it would be oh okay it's sick i have the regular dvds and i also the whole set and i also have the blu-ray set i'd probably do parks and rec (laughs) very good (laughs) vastly different tones okay (laughs) vastly different tones there's not a lot of laughing in this show (laughs) and Brittany, if if you don't take anything away from this let us know that it has given us the most beautiful four-letter word in the English language. I thought frack was five-letter words. The original series, they spelled it F-R-A-C-K. But for this one, they literally wanted to make it a four-letter word. So it's F-R-A-K. Oh, okay. That's right. That's. I right. mean, I can get behind that. That's right. But I mean, I'm... I know that's like your thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a great replacement. <laughs> I mean, I just say the original and I'm fine. But I mean, I guess that's not for everybody. Well, yes, because one of us, one of the two of us has, has to continue to exhibit that modicum of decorum. Yeah, I don't I do know. that. That's why I'm here. That's that's part of my brand. Is I know. I, I want to be a, I mean, it's the whole like well-behaved women rarely make history. Okay, very good. I don't want to behave. Okay. You, you, do you aim to misbehave? Sometimes. Not okay. always. Okay. Sometimes it's unintentional. You know, Captain Tight Pants aims to misbehave. But sometimes it's quite fun. Well, yeah, I know. Which is why Captain Tight Pants and I get along. <laughs> of course. Very good. Well, now. Anyway, okay, now I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, a zealot, you say. <laughs> You're just burning with righteousness. It's true. That's true. Okay, let me. Is there any takeaways that you have from the from the from the videos that I sent you? Now I know it was just it was only sixteen minutes worth of yeah um, of, a, of an entire series, but I wanted you to get a taste some minor of takeaways. The videos, like the editing, was not ideal. Okay. It was pretty pretty amateur, pretty sophomoric. Okay, well, Brittany, it's um, YouTube. Okay, it's not Hollywood. So there's that. I just wanted to get the message across. Outside of that, not enough Katie Sackoff in them for me. Well, like it's a video, Brittany. That's like the point. 
of Battlestar to my to like isn't isn't that the the point is just to watch Katie Sackhoff? But I guess not. No, um, it is not the point to just watch Katie Sackhoff as and, great as she is. Let's see. I am confused and simultaneously intrigued by the science behind some of these ideas. Are very good. Yeah. I mean, what about the notion of 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 destiny versus free you will, know, divine I, intervention? can get that in my regular myth. I don't need that in this. I mean, it's fine. I guess it's interesting. Okay. And I have told I you like that- the question, like I like the guess who aspect of it. Like you never you don't know who's a Cylon. Yeah, and that's the that is like one of that the sounds best cool. Absolutely. That's one of the best things about the show as well, especially for the people that the, the like the final five, right? And this is why when I was talking about the whole inevitability of character flaws, this is this is part of what I mean because when it was discovered that Cylons look like people and the fleet found the entire fleet found out about this, what do you think happened? You're a Cylon, you're a Cylon. What that they yeah. may be a Cylon, who knows? Blah 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 blah. blah I'm blah. Spartacus. It, we, oh yeah, right, yeah, this is Sparta. Anyway, I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, kick you in that hole if you <laughs> right out into space. <laughs> or just throw them out of the airlock. That's right. That's another thing that they do in Battlestar Galactica. They when they got when they, when they wanted to get rid of somebody, they throw them out of the airlock. I did see a clip of that. Yes. Yes, that happened many times. Yes. But in all seriousness, I mean. The, the character flaws associated with it. Like I said, you know, blaming one another, the fear mongering associated with that, right? Oh I'm here God, for the depth like of character. I feel like that would be interesting. Oh my God, Starbucks story. You, that's what I'm saying. You would really like Starbucks story arc, even though her ending a lot it pissed a lot of people off. Because mm. a lot of people didn't know, well, what the hell is she? So. <laughs> well. Yeah, you have to watch the end. I see. think if I were to watch this, what I would need prior is an actual guess who board. And I would need all of the main characters to be placed upon the board so that I can slowly start like just flipping them down when I think they're not a Cylon. Oh yeah. And Gaius Baltar comes up up with a whole test. Yeah. Gaius comes up with a whole test to determine who's the if somebody's a Cylon or not. Which those are always 100% true. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 1000%. No, no, actually they were, you just lied about it. Well, fine. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 because I have, the reason I brought this up and decided to do this for the last thing is because I have tried to get you to watch just the, the mini series from 2003, the two hour, spe- the two hour uh, uh, mini series. I've tried to get you to watch this for God knows how long. How long did it take you to get me to watch WandaVision? Well, that took about, what, two weeks, right? Three weeks. And that's like a thing that's on the TV right now. That's 20 minutes a clip. Yeah, but I figure, you know, after after a couple of years, that maybe, just maybe, I've chipped away some of that Well, you know what? Exterior. I will consider starting Battlestar Galactica oh, if you oh, of course. finish watching Seven Deadly Sins, for God's sake. Okay, now let's break this down really quickly before we wrap up. Uh, you know, and clearly, you know, convert now or fall forever. You have fallen forever. So. Not yet. Okay. I'm hanging on. Okay. You haven't put me at the airlock yet. Okay, yeah, because if you tell me, yeah, Darren, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm going to throw you out of the airlock. Not that's, yet. that's what's going to happen. How long is Seven Dead? I, okay. How, How long is Battlestar Galactica? Well, at this juncture, it's probably not as long as Seven Deadly Sins. How many seasons of Seven Deadly Sins have there been? 
Let me look that up. And please do, because there it, it is as much as I like that show, it is it has become a treacherous journey, okay? Because I don't even remember where I left off. And I probably, I think we've talked about this before. I'm probably gonna have to start over, okay? Because what are they on now? Season, what, season seven? Mm, Let's see. There are four seasons. And how many episodes of Peace, Brittany? Four seasons, each one, let's see, 24 (laughs) episodes. Oh my God. 24 episodes. But each episode is 20 minutes long. Okay. So 24 episodes a season. Cuts down to 12 episodes if you're thinking in your regular Katie Sackoff 45 minute episodes. So four, so, so, okay. So four hold on. seasons, total of 12 episode lengths of the same episode length as anything that is Battlestar Galactica. Hold on. Now there's skewed data associated with Battlestar Galactica, but season one is only 13 episodes. Well, what I'm saying here, okay, so what's the rest of the seasons? Are they more than 13 episodes? 22. Okay. And they're You're all 40 again, minutes Bert. long? You're shouting again, Bert. They're yeah. all 40 to 45 minutes long? You're shouting again, Bert. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. The yeah. And I'm, and I'm deliberately making you mad. <laughs> 24 episodes. 25 minutes a clip. So we make that into 40 minutes each. 45 minutes each. That cuts us down to 12 episodes. Timing wise. Four seasons. 12 episodes. Time wise. Okay. So Seven Deadly Sins is about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Currently. Mm-hmm. Currently. Shorter. Currently than... 32 hours. Uh-huh. Currently is 32 hours. Okay. That's what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. How many hours is Battlestar? Battlestar is, Battlestar is timeless, Brittany. Mm-hmm. That means you know it's more than that. Also, <laughs> this is an amazing show. You can even add it. You could make it 33, 34 hours because there is a film that you can also watch. Okay. Look, see, so Battlestar Galactica. Okay, so... If my math is correct, then that puts Battlestar Galactica at around about 52, 53 hours total. So double the amount of time? That is not double than 32. That's pretty close. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. I don't math very often. <laughs> it sounds pretty close to double. It's not pretty close. <laughs> but much more nonetheless. <laughs> okay, currently. And is, you don't is, have is, a toddler that keeps you from watching shows. Has Seven Deadly Sins, has that concluded? No, but if you start watching it now, you won't have to do it again. Because the it'll be <laughs> Brittany, I've forgotten everything. All I remember is is Hawk. That's it. Well, that's why you gotta start over. <laughs> exactly. Start over now. So, so okay, that whenever so, the next season comes okay, out. Okay, so let's do what's fair. You're all caught up. Uh, let's do what's fair. I have watched by and you can you can attest to this because we've talked about it. I have the soundtrack for the first season. I have watched about a season and a half of Seven Deadly Sins. That is worth the miniseries of Battlestar Galactica from 2003, the prelude to the full-fledged show. I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> treat it like treat it like when you were in school and you, and you watch a movie throughout the week. You only watch 30 minutes a piece or 25 yeah. minutes a piece. Yeah, I guess. Well, this was interesting. So say we all. This was a tire fire. It was. <laughs> Which is that? It was. This was a tire fire because, yeah. you know, my goal here was to convert you and I have failed. Well, I wouldn't call it a full failure. All right. Thank you. You're doing that to appease me. I appreciate that. Again, I am interested. I will watch it 
It might just not be until I'm retired. Oh, retired from really? <laughs> so what do we got? So, okay. So you're telling me. Well, no, that's me. a lie. It'll probably be whenever Mo is old enough that I can watch TV like at regular times. Okay, good. Because I don't know if I got 35 years left in me. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't think you're going to make it another year with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get sick of me soon. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? You know what? That's okay. That, that This is fair. I deserve this because of last <laughs> week. That's fine. This is your penance. This is my penance. One of my favorites. One of my favorite uh, Thunderbolts. Ha There you go. Yeah, it's... Yeah, anyway. Well, people, this was a dumpster fire. Uh, this was probably the first and only edition of Convert Now or Fall Forever. Probably. I will not revisit <laughs> this again because clearly I did a poor job trying no. to encompass, you know, 52 hours into less than 60 minutes. Nah. So, <laughs> Brittany, yeah. why don't you tell these fine people what we're going to do in March? Oh, we're doing March Madness, but with like cool people and not like, what is it, basketball? Well, for me, March Madness in the realm in the realm of sports, that is fun for me, although it is not fun for Brittany because Brittany doesn't sports ball. I do sports ball. Go ahead and say what you do. I fight the mascots against one another in Which is the our most office ridiculous pool and then everyone makes fun I have, of me. I, it is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. Sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes not so much. Yeah, I'm going to go with no time it goes well. So, yes, um, there that's was right. once it went pretty darn good. Anyway, so, yes, everyone, we are going to do March Madness. So, you know, to to commemorate the NCAA tournament that is going to be upon us shortly. We're going to pick six. We're not going to do 64 teams or. Nope. Where's the team? Sorry. We're not going to do 64 characters. That's too much. We're going to do, we're going to do 32. So we each going to get, we're each going to get 16 people of our choosing. Ideally, there's no overlap, but as you all can see, given the interests that we have, there is going to be little to no crossover. More than likely. Or overlap. So I'm not really concerned about that. Neither are you, Brittany. That's true. So I'm excited to see what this is going to be. We're going to make our own little bracket. Maybe we're going to slap it up on the page and just kind of give a rundown from week to week. Who gets eliminated. We're going to go. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this. So, Brittany, why don't you tell the fine people where they can find us? Oh, well, if you want to find us on Instagram, we're at Nerd Pastiche. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Nerd Pastiche Pod. And either one of those places, just drop us a line. Let us know what you're thinking. How are you feeling today? How's, have, are you good? Is you good? Why are you asking people that can't respond? Well, they can respond on one of these various social medias. Yeah, and what they really can do is they can talk about your blaspheming, which is the appropriate word given the show that we talked about, that you're blaspheming of, of Battlestar Galactica, the greatest I mean, television show fine. ever crafted by man. That's and fine. They, and if there's one thing that could be perfect, crafted by man, it would be Battlestar Galactica. All right. High praise. Absolutely. It's the greatest show ever crafted by man, Britain. I mean, Parks and Rec is pretty great. Well, yeah, so are apps and desserts. They are. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about having some chicky chicky parm parm tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I hate that. There's a part of me that finds that's somewhat oddly endearing, but then at the same time, he, he has a punchable face. I love him. 
Uh, well, you know what? You can have some chicky chicky pom pom, and because this this red, this this segment went so poorly in my eyes, I'm gonna have some snake juice. <laughs> Baba booey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh well, that is it for this week. So until next time, we bid you farewell. So say we all. Baba Booey. I'm going to bring it back. You ruined it. I know. I ruin everything. You really do. That's my job. Even something as sacred as Battlestar Galactic, you find a way. Welcome. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.